0: I think people are overwhelmed by stuff in their space and also stuff in their calendars, stuff in their head, and this unlimited amount of information that you can have access to and distractions. I was recently at a session that was called, hold on, I have the book right here, In Praise of Wasting Time and... I was like, yes, yes, we're losing out on this wasting time and this creativity that can come when you just have time without a goal. And so this evolution of simplifying so that we're starting to appreciate having nothing to do.
1: Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Did you know
2: that there is a national professional organization for professional organizers? If you follow our podcast, you know that Kanmari Media Incorporated trains and accredits consultants in a method, but there is also NABO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. NABO has been around for decades and has about 5,000 members. Organizers receive support, continuing education, and create relationships with colleagues through the national and local chapters. And we are very excited to have the President-Elect of 2020 here with us today to share more about this great resource. Amy Tokas is a certified professional organizer and productivity consultant. Amy's background is in engineering, and she previously worked making manufacturing processes simpler and more efficient, also known as lean manufacturing. In 2008, she started the company Freshly Organized, and she began bringing the lean thinking to the homes and offices of her clients. Amy's business has grown over the years to include employees, and she spends much of her time running her business, doing speaking engagements, and being available for her young adult children.
3: Welcome, Amy. Thank you for having me we are so pleased to chat with you today and have you on our show and most of the professional organizers we have on spark joy don't necessarily you know wake up one day and say from the very beginning that they're going to be professional organizers and i believe that's the case for you you were drawn to this work for a couple of different reasons but you also started in engineering before becoming a professional organizer so I'd love to hear more because you're just like me. We started looking at processes and equations and math and science before kind of jumping into organizing. So I'm curious to hear more about your journey. Oh, totally. That was me. I was working
0: as an engineer. I started at Quaker Oats and then I worked at General Motors. And General Motors was pretty amazing. They do a lot of lean manufacturing and it was really a huge education for me on how to time things and how to be really super efficient. They had things timed down to the second when I worked there, and I'm sure it's still like that. So I started doing engineering. Then I you know, started having children, which was very great. And I stayed home for a little bit. And after a while, I was doing the lean stuff in my home with four children, if you can imagine that. <laughs> and yeah. Then And then my friends would have me come over and help them do the lean, which is basically just simplifying processes, minimizing steps, things like that. And then I decided I would do it as a profession. And that's when I found NAPO.
2: Although I think many of our listeners may know what lean is, maybe you could describe that a little bit. It's something that is so interesting and it's a, a whole world, a whole world of thought around how to make things more efficient. Could you tell us just a little bit about what that whole idea
0: entails? Sure. But you know what? It's what you're doing with KonMari. It's what the minimalists are doing. All the productivity people are actually doing it. We're just not calling it lean. But some people may have heard of the 5S, which is, you know, I can't tell you what all the S's are because I don't have any information in front of me. It's all just in my head, but it's basically simplifying and putting things where, like, a point of use as a lean concept so that you have things where you're using it, you're minimizing steps. And that could be walking steps, distance steps, or steps in a process. And so it's just really, and minimizing the things that you don't need around you and getting rid of that stuff so that you have just the stuff you need near you and then everything else put somewhere else or gotten rid of. So it's kind of the same stuff that all of us are doing, all of us in the industry that are trying to help people get more organized and be more productive.
2: Yeah, it definitely sounds very familiar when you describe it. (laughs) Right.
0: The biggest difference with lean is it started in the manufacturing industry. So that's, and it started in Japan, kind of KonMari-ish. Yep. And it was, I think the Japanese car industry is what started it. You know, I don't know a lot of the history, so don't quote me on all of this, but it's been going on for 40, 50 years.
3: From what I know about it, it's all about streamlining things and being super efficient. And essentially that's what, organizing and productivity boils down to as well. Right, exactly.
2: Well, as you may know, Kristen and I began our professional organizing career studying in a Marie Kondo and we practice the KonMari method or KonMari hybrid. But we also know that organizers are influenced and inspired by lots of different methods and organizers. What have been some of the main influences in the kinds of work that you do?
0: Besides, of course, your background, and lean engineering, yeah. So, I will tell you, there was a local organizer when I first started, who she really influenced me a lot about methods, brains, like. So, I am a technical process person, and what she taught me, because she was involved with ICD and and Napo, and you know, but she was very much engaged in how our brains work, which was a huge learning curve for me to understand learning processes and how our brains perceive time and things like that, That's stuff that I had never studied. So Ellen was her name, she's moved away, and I don't even think she's organizing anymore. But she was my top influencer and how I started my business, how I treat my employees and how I always need to be educating myself on how to be a better organizer and productivity consultant for my clients. The next, I would say, are the minimalists. When I heard about them, that just kind of fell right, felt very natural to me to say, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm not a complete minimalist, but I do lean towards minimalism. So
3: those two have been a
0: really good influences on me. We are
3: definitely a fan of anything under the umbrella of less is more. So we definitely appreciate (laughs) those influences. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, Amy, with all of your experience in both organizing and productivity, Or what are some common challenges that some of your clients seem to face when you are actively organizing with them? And what are the techniques that you lean on and find most helpful?
0: Well, I think one of the biggest challenges is there's so much opportunity out there to try something new, to do something bigger and better, or you know, to get an app that's going to solve this piece of your problem. So it ends up that we start to be overwhelmed by all of that stuff, that all the things that are supposed to be simplifying our lives, but actually add complicated levels or layers, I would say. And so I always go back to that simplifying the process. So if you have something that's working, then keep using it. And just because somebody tells you this thing's great, you know, a lot of times we sign up for things or we try things just to try it because somebody told us about it and really what we're doing could be working. And so it just gets overcomplicated.
3: I love that you mentioned that. I find that happens a lot when I'm working, even just within my home. Like I always, because I'm in the organizing industry, thing, What could I do more in my own home? And recently I've kind of given myself permission to lean into the fact that, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. (laughs) You know, like you don't need to do any more, tweak anything else. It gets to a point where there's just diminished returns uh, when you're going to organize something sometimes if you kind of overthink it or over process it, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And isn't it liberating? when you give it up and you're just like, I'm, I'm good. good It's like, it's accepting. (laughs) It's like, yes, I'm doing fine.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, You you
2: mean that part where you look at your closet and you're like, how can I rearrange this one more time to do (laughs) a little bit different? Well, what kind of arrangement can I do in my silverware drawer to make it just a little bit better? right. (laughs) Right, right. That's it. Yeah, that's not good. I agree. I think it's good to kind of move beyond that when possible. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey.
2: If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for
3: all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion.
2: Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on join the club to get started. And now back to
3: the show. Now as your role of active president-elect of NAPO for this upcoming year. Congratulations, by the way. That's amazing. Thank you. Could you tell us a little bit more about NAPO and your role and how you got involved there with that organization?
0: Yeah, so... NAPO is a national and actually international organization, association. And when I decided that I wanted to be a professional organizer, you know, I was contemplating do I go back to work and work full time? My kids were little, they were all, they were like seven and under, or maybe eight and under. And I was trying to decide what to do. Well, I, I did a little research, did a little Googling, and I found this National Association. That was the very first thing I did. I was like, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to be. And NAPO, was they gave me a group of people who were trying to do the exact same thing I was doing or doing the same thing that I wanted to do. There was this knowledge base that was there. And uh, back in the day, they had a community email that you could email. Now it's a point community and you could ask any question. And so my business just ramped up so much faster because of all of those resources, and then they have the education and just increased my business success by having all these role models, had employees or you know, had all these different Things going on in their businesses. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to help my neighbor get organized. And then I realized, wow, this could be really something big and really fun. I can be speaking. I can be doing all sorts of things. So NAPO really gave that to me. So that was my first I joined. And then from there, I just started volunteering and, you know, 12 years later, I'm going to be the president of NAPO, which is kind of a fun... It's been a really great journey. And I've learned so much from NAPO, the education classes, and
3: all my colleagues and all the NAPO members. It's amazing. Professional organizations like that are just so invaluable. I remember when I was in... Well, I was thinking about going into the design industry full-time I was a member of four organizations, and I was on the board of all four. And <laughs> it was incredible. Like It turned into another job completely. So I just commend you because I know exactly like the amount of work you're dealing with as president of a board. It can be quite challenging, but it's also quite rewarding as well. And I know NAPO has so many resources for professional organizers. You guys also have resources for those who want to get organized. Could yes. you talk a little bit more about those? Yeah, well, we have a blog that's out there and there's
0: social media that's out there. We're in, you know, all the platforms. But we also have this find an organizer. So for all of the people who are just wanting to be organized, wanting to be more productive just need some help with their garage or some help with time management, they can put in their location and they can find people locally that can help them.
2: Well, that's a great resource. And and I am also a member of Nepo along with being an active member in the camaraderie world. And I can not agree more that the resources and the camaraderie and all those things have been really great. Well, as we've discussed, Productivity and organization really do go hand in hand. And interestingly enough, Marie Kondo was about to launch her new book, Joy of Work with Scott Shaunenstein. And April recently expanded its own mission to encompass more of the focus on productivity. What are some of your thoughts on this evolution in recognizing that getting your home organized is really the first step toward making changes in other areas of your life?
0: Oh my gosh. I just love that Marie Kondo is coming out with another book with Scott. What I appreciate is she is inspiring so many people to do exactly that, to get organized and to simplify and to go through her process with you guys. And I think it's great. What I think is so awesome about this evolution of this getting organized and simplifying your whole life. It's moving people away from being overwhelmed. I think people are overwhelmed by stuff in their space and also stuff in their calendars, stuff in their head, and this unlimited amount of information that you can have access to and distractions. I was recently at a session That was called, hold on, I have the book right here, In Praise of Wasting Time. And I was like, yes, yes, we're losing out on this wasting time and this creativity that can come when you just have time without a goal. And so this evolution of simplifying so that we're starting to appreciate having nothing to do instead of always being busy, which is what it was, well, that's what it was when my kids were little. everybody. It was like a badge of honor to be busy because, you know, I wasn't working outside the house, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm busy doing this, this, this." And now it's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful I don't have anything to do tonight." <laughs> so it's like, this is awesome. So it is a bit of an evolution, which
3: is great. Yes, and I'm so glad that we were able to bring you on to kind of talk about that evolution since you have been in the industry for quite some time and now in this very important leadership role as well. Before you go, we of course have to ask you about your all-time favorite organizing tip or productivity tip. This probably is a tough question for you, but... I don't. <laughs> we we love to simplify what, here down to one. What to choose can. from? What to choose from? Okay. So I
0: would say, off the top of my head, I like increased communication. So my favorite organizing tip would be having family meetings and not anything formal. Some people are like, what? That sounds crazy. But, like, I've been doing family meetings with my family for 20 plus years, and they don't even know they're happening. So, <laughs> you can kind of do it on the sly. And it's just creating this spot where you have intentional communication. So, ours are Sunday evenings, just because that's usually the evening, nobody has anything going on. We mm-hmm. sit together, it's the review of what everybody's got going on on the week. And that's usually me asking the questions, what's going on? Any projects? Any tests? You know, I asked my husband, are you traveling this week? What do you got going on? This is what I've got going on. Oh, hey, guys, this is what I have planned for meals this week. And I'm going to go get groceries on Thursday, add stuff to the list. Oh, you have a project? Do you need anything for that? And so it, it gets everybody kind of Thinking their week out and being a little strategic and planning ahead. And it saves me a lot of time because, you know, if the project, I know if you guys have kids, those projects, oh, mom, I have a project tomorrow.
2: was
0: oh, <laughs> <I> need... <laughs> no, Exactly. it's like, oh gosh, we got to go to the store and get a poster board or whatever. But it's just, it gets everybody in the mode of let's look at the week and see what's going on and see how we can help each other out or arrange carpools, or whatever it is. So family meetings are kind of a a really crucial opportunity to uh,
3: communicate. Great tip. And I love the simple nature of that. And it doesn't cost a dime to have a family meeting. So it's one of those things that you could do that maybe doesn't come top of mind when you think organizing. So I think that's a great one. And also we have to ask at this very moment, what's sparking the most joy for you, Amy? Another really good question.
0: You know, there's so many sparks of joy in my life. But the one thing I'm going to point out is today, you know, I live in Nebraska and it's cold all winter And today I have some tulips that are blooming in a pot on my dining room table. Ah, I know. And it's so pretty. They're yellow and bright and it feels like spring. It doesn't feel like spring outside, Mm -hmm. but it feels like spring in my dining room. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice.
2: I love that. Flowers are some of my favorite things also. And they do spark lots of joy. Our final question for you, our second to final question is, do you have any parting words of
0: wisdom for our listeners? You know, I think I would just say, keep it real. We don't live in homes that function well when they're staged and when we, it may look good, but if you're in a family and your space looks perfect all the time, it probably means nobody's having any fun in your house because if you're trying to maintain that and you're trying to get everyone else to maintain it, then it it's going to create an environment that's not really fun to live in. So relax. Just know that pictures and photographs and magazines are staged. Mm-hmm. Those kitchens, you know, typically people aren't cooking in there. There's no mail in those pictures um, like all that stuff that we do when we're living isn't happening in those pictures. So uh, keep it real.
2: Yeah, the Instagram yeah. kind of uh, high bar that, that most people, even the people who are taking those pictures, don't live up to 24-7 by any stretch, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, totally. It reminds me of when I get asked, how can I get my desk to look like Marie Kondo's desk? And uh, (laughs) I just... Chuckle to myself because no one's actually seen Marie Kondo's desk at home. Like to my knowledge, (laughs) Marie Kondo has not released pictures of her home. So anything that they've seen is something that's completely staged on Instagram and it's not actually Marie Kondo at her desk. So Right. Right.
0: Right. But it looks good for a picture. Mm
3: -hmm. Exactly.
0: And it does inspire people. We just can't put that expectation on ourselves. Right, right. <laughs> I have a feeling that her desk probably looks
2: pretty good. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. In spite of all of that. But, you know, but yes, point very well taken. So finally, Amy,
0: how can people get in touch with you? Well, we are at freshlyorganized.com. You can find me and my team there. We have a blog. We're on Instagram. I'm Organizing by Amy on Twitter, or Freshly Organized is on there, and uh, Facebook, of course, we have a Facebook page. Thank you so much, Amy. It was really great to get a chance to speak with you. Thank you for inviting me to be here. I'm just honored that I got to participate in the podcast. I appreciate
3: it. Oh, we're happy to have you, and we always love to geek out about organizing with other yeah. organizers. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life.
2: Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys.
3: To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club.
2: Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click Join the Club to become a member of the Spark Joy community. Or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
3: Thanks for tuning in, and we
1: hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. SparkJoy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari consultant community.